0: You're listening to Our Prophet, a collaboration between Sakhlain and Al Hujja Islamic Seminary. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider becoming our patron by donating at sahlain.orgslash support. Now, let's stop a few minutes and analyze this event here. Some researchers have said that there are some exaggerations about the story of nu'aym You know how Nu'aim, he sowed discord between the two sides and he divided them. They're like, it seems this is a little bit exaggerated because nu'aym himself, he narrates a lot of these events. Secondly, some of our Shia scholars, they believe that maybe other historians have emphasized what nu'aym did so much to dilute The role of Imam Ali in killing Amr and he is the one who really scared the enemy. So yeah we agree that a lot of this happened but maybe it's a little bit exaggerated. There is no doubt that it was the strike of Imam Ali that was a decisive victory for the Muslims. And yes also Nu'ayn played a role but to a smaller extent. Another reservation that some researchers have is look the Jews weren't that gullible for Nu'aym one person to come and like just flip the whole things like that. In the the end, Nu'aym came from the Ghatafan tribe and why would they trust him so much? He was not one of their men. The third point, we have historical evidence that it was the Prophet who came up with this plot to sow discord, between who? The Arab tribes and the Jews. I will share with you some historical accounts about this, Ibn Uqba, the historian, the scholar, he states that Noaim was a person who had a loose mouth, what do you call a person who can't keep a secret or can't keep news, like they have to just say whatever they hear? Big mouth. mouth. <laughs> Noaim was a big mouth, he was known to be a big mouth according to historians. So he was passing by the Prophet sallallahu at night when the Prophet told him, Nu'aym, come. So he came to the Prophet. The Prophet told him, What's up? What's going on? Nu'aym said, Just now I heard that Gatafan and Quraysh, those evil tribes, they've sent news to Bani Qurayzha. Tomorrow's the attack. Let's attack. So it seems like they're going to attack any minute. I'm just letting you know. At that point, the Prophet told him, I will share with you a secret. Don't share it with anyone. But the Prophet knows that No'im is what? He's a big mouth. So the Prophet deliberately shared with him a secret. So he goes and circulates it. That was the plot. The Prophet told him, I'll share with you a secret. The Jews of Bani Quraidah have contacted us secretly and they've changed their minds. They've sided with us and they've apologized for breaking the treaty and they're no longer working with who? With the Arabs, but they haven't told them. Nu'aym is hearing this from who? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi sallam. And he was what? A big mouth. The Prophet shared with him the secret, quote-unquote, <laughs> and he left. When he left, the companions told him, Ya Rasulullah, why did you tell him a secret like that? Don't you know Naim is a big mouth? The Prophet says, I know, I know, but war is a trick. War is deception. What happened? Noim, knowing this news, he went to his tribe, even though he had become apparently Muslim, but remember, he's still has ties to his tribe of Ghatafan. He told them, look guys, I heard the Prophet telling me a secret. These Jews, they broke the treaty with you guys now. They're with Muhammad. I just need to tell you that. Like, whoa, this is, you heard this from the Prophet himself? Yes, I heard this from the Prophet himself. Question. Is it justified for the Prophet to do something like that? See, the Jews had not broken the treaty with the Arab tribes. They really wanted to kill the Prophet and the Muslims. But the Prophet came up with this plan to divide them and sow discord. And that's how the battle ended. Is it justified to do something like that? Why is it justified? A small white lie to stop a a big bloodshed. See, lying, lying in all religions in Islam is haram. Are there any exceptions? Well, give, give me an example of, of, of a, a scenario where it's wajib on you to lie. To save exactly you're saving a life. If your friend is hiding somewhere, your believer friend and the enemy comes and he tells him where where's, is he hiding there? If you tell him yes, he's like, well, yeah, I have to be a truthful woman. No, you, 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 you cause the death of your friend. This is haram. Allah will consider you a murderer. In that case, you have to lie to you have to lie to save the uh, life of your friend. It's wajib here to lie. Wajib because you're saving a, a sacred life. Ten thousand evil enemies. Along with hundreds of these Jews from the inside, they had gathered to kill the Prophet and every single Muslim in Medina and obliterate the last religion of God. Now, is it justified to say something that appears to be as a white lie in order to save all these lives and to save the religion of Allah? Of course, not only is it allowed, it's wajib. If you have a trick like that, you have to. The enemies have come to kill you. If somebody has come to kill you, oh, let me tell you the truth. Come kill me. You're not allowed to do that. These guys are enemies. So you have to use every trick you can with your enemy to save yourself. If somebody breaks into your house and the only way to get them out of the house and not kill your family is to lie or come up with a trick to deceive them. Can you do that? You have to do that. It's not a matter of whether you can or not. You have to come up with a trick if you can. It's wajib. So those people who may misunderstand this are like, wait a minute, isn't the Prophet As-Sadiq Al-Ameen, he's the tr- truthful, he would never say anything that appears to be as not correct, how could he say something like that? He had to say something like that, he was saving lives. You have to say something like that. You have to cause disunity and make them stop the war. And remember, the Prophet wasn't after them killing them. They came to Medina. That's why when they left, the Prophet left them. He didn't, you know, He wasn't pursuing them to kill them. They came to kill the Prophet. So if I have a way to stop them and break the unity, I have to. So what the Prophet did was something that any wise person had to do. This is not an objection to Rasulullah. This is a praise for the Prophet that he values the the, the human life and also the enemies. If they fought the Prophet, Ali ibn Abi Talib would have killed half of them. Thousands would have been killed. The Prophet is saving human life. Of course you have to save human lives. Even if it means you have to, uh, you know, say a statement that, that doesn't appear to be true. Now, by the way, there is one hadith that kind of sheds light on what the Prophet said, like exactly how he worded it. The Prophet doesn't lie. Even in these cases, if the Prophet comes up with a trick, the Prophet says it in a way that is called tawriya. Do you know what tawriya is? What's tawriya? Tawriya is not revealing the truth and saying something that's technically true but it gives another meaning or message a typical example somebody knocks at your door he's he's coming to you know bother your husband right about some debt some issue and your husband doesn't have time to meet him right now so he comes and he tells you is your husband here the husband is in the house you don't want to tell that person because, you know, you want to avoid the situation. So what do you do? There is a living room in your house. You, you point to the living room, but you're speaking from behind the door or over the phone. And you tell him, no, my husband is not here. And what do you mean by here? Like here in this room. It's a true statement. He's not there, but you're giving the impression that he's not in the house. This is called Tawriyya. It's not technically a lie because what you're saying is true or someone was once invited and he didn't really want to eat for whatever reason. So they told him, "Why have you had lunch?" He's like, "Yeah, I did have lunch." And his mind's like, "Yesterday I had lunch." <laughs> He's not lying. He did have lunch yesterday, right? <laughs> if so, scholars have different views on that, but a lot of scholars say if you have a good intention in doing that, yeah, it's not a lie. You're not you're not making a false statement. Yesterday you did have lunch, that's true. <laughs> this is called the todia One version of the events tells us that the Prophet told Nu'aym, maybe Ghatafan broke the, the treaty with the Arab tribes and maybe they're collaborating with us. Nu'aym took this maybe as a factual thing that happened. So the Prophet creatively said it to him, knowing he's a big mouth and that he's going to spread it. That makes sense so it seems that the prophet did some sort of tawriya anyway but even if the prophet didn't do tawriya that's fine he was fulfilling his obligation in protecting his community in protecting all those people involved thousands of lives were actually saved because of the tactic of the prophet sallallahu alaihi and say yes um, as we know that prophet doesn't say anything except what exactly the Prophet does everything by instruction from Allah so this plan that the Prophet came up with was by the direct order of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but but the argument is maybe someone what if someone tells you but how could God command the Prophet to say something that's not true well the idea is to protect lives like taqiyah. don't we believe Taqiyya is part of our religion if somebody uh, sees you and let's say they are a terrorist ISIS person. The person asks you, are you Shia? If you say yes, he'll, he's going to kill you. In, in that instance, what are you commanded by Allah to do? Conceal, conceal your faith. Don't tell them. Even pray like them. If they're seeing you pray and from your prayer, they will detect that you are a Shia. Yes, you have to protect your life here. It's wajib. Taqiyah is wajib. In fact, if you pray the Shia way in those places, your salah is batil. It's invalid. Because Allah doesn't want you to pray in a way that will get you in trouble with them and have you get killed or hurt or harmed. So the Prophet was doing a type of taqiyya. It's a type of taqiyya. And so the Prophet famously stated, al-harbu khuda." War is deception. And Imam Ali in one hadith, he states, I swear by Allah, never have I lied. Never have I attributed something falsely to the Prophet. I heard the Prophet say, 'Al-harbu خُدْعَةِ War is deception. If you can trick your enemy to stop the war, do so. You're saving lives. So, my dear brothers and sisters, based on this analysis, we can say we can conclude the following. Noaim was involved in this whole plan. But it seems from these narrations that I shared with you that the Prophet came up with the plan. Not the earlier version that I shared with you that stated, Nuaim, he himself came up with the plan and he did all of that. It's unlikely that Nuaim, a new convert, is so savvy for him to do that. You can tell this was a godly plan. (laughs) So it seems from these events that the Prophet he is the one who came up with the plan. And given the historical accounts that we have that Nuaim was a bad mouth, not bad mouth, afwan, big mouth. Noaim was a big mouth. The prophet said something to him. He went and he spread it. And that's how the Jews distrusted the Arabs. And the Arabs distrusted the Jews. and 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 the war ended. And this is completely justified. Because you are saving lives through this tactic.